Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Shit bowling ideas back and forth. Hippie science. Right. right. It's not science science. It's almost like I'm trying to call for just people to just be better. That we could have some kind of study on these type of Her mother was on board, I guess. Of course yeah. she was. She got pre and board and didn't have to fuck the man to do it. <laughs> Our devil's advocate type stance here. See you Jessica. And you're Seth. And this is the Hippie Science Variety Hour. So we've been thinking about myth a lot lately. Yeah. Really all the time. Yeah, we're all both, the time. We're both real nerds for that shit. We are. We really, really like that like lore type stuff. Yeah. I've gotten super into this this YouTuber called Arith Herger. Arith Harger. Uh-huh. It's, he's, you know, it's one of those Norse names. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like um, the ones with the accents. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he's really interesting because he's an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. He like he follows the religion. Oh, I think he's kind of vague about it. Yeah. But he yeah, he admits that he like follows that ancient Norse religion still. Mm-hmm. But he's really skeptical a lot of, like uh, the way that. The way that the stories are told, you know, because they've been rewritten by Christians. Right. And it's through the lens of somebody else. <clears throat> yeah. So him yeah. being him being this archaeologist, he kind of looks for evidence in like the archaeology okay. to support his religious beliefs. Ooh. Yeah. I it's like interesting. It. It's like that weird character I showed you from the museum. What was his name? I don't know. God, he looked exactly what you would want an occult museum guy to look like. <laughs> what, did he have sharp teeth? He looked like a wizard. He looked like a wizard? Yeah, he had this like weird kind of oh, backwoods yeah. I remember Gandalf this. beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looked like what you would want a wizard to look like. He did look like he could be a wizard. Didn't he? I mean, I would buy a potion from him. I'm totally sure you'd would. buy potions from a lot of people. I probably would. Yeah. I have before. Probably have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically we all have, if you want to get into it. Well, you know, a little bit of fire water here or there. Doesn't, doesn't hurt anybody. Hey. Yeah. Well, I mean, hurts some people. Yeah, it hurts a lot of people, really. So. Hurts hurts a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So Helps. since it's a full moon, let's start off with one of the monsters with our myths. We talking about werewolves right yeah, now? Yeah, we're fucking talking about werewolves. You with the were lime? Oh yes, <clears throat> my spirit animal. <laughs> so your whole your thesis on these things? Yeah, I don't I don't know if you came up with it or you know have have studied it anywhere, but it's it's about a loss of your connection to your own humanity. Yeah, like a. a That's how I see it. I don't know if there's. I mean, I'm sure there's something out there connecting it to it. I'm sure it's not an original thought. Yeah. I'm sure it I downloaded that. It sounds like one of those that. academic things. I'm sure I downloaded it from the Ethernet or something like that. Ethernet? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I don't even have time for that right the now. Firmament? You okay. Know, All right, that's enough. The collective consciousness? The Back to the myths. Consciousness. Yeah. Not the myths that you came up with. <laughs> <laughs> but, not those myths. <clears throat> this werewolf thing... It is, it's cool to me because, see, I, I always thought of it more like, uh, like a fear of losing control of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily your humanity, 
but like having control problems, right? Yeah. Someone who's afraid that they're going to fly off the handle. Mm-hmm. And a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. I was actually about to bring that up specifically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is the exact same thing. It's just like he's choosing to let the hide out for right. something. I don't know that story well, actually. Okay, so Dr. Jekyll's the good guy, Mr. Hyde is the bad guy. I know that. Yeah. My my thing, I'm messed up because I watched that movie, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I haven't watched that in a while. Yeah, but they had a minute. weird perception of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I think. Really? Yeah. I mean, you can find variations of all of these myths and monsters to varying oh, degrees. Yeah. I mean, we've already talked about how the myths got changed based right. on who wrote them. I mean, even something like Grim Fairy Tales. You know, yeah, those? there's a lot of versions of those. Oh, yeah. Because the original ones weren't all that child-friendly, right? <laughs> Not in the least <laughs> bit. No. Little Red Riding Hood gets raped. All right, I had a joke there, but I'm not going to say it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> what was she wearing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I did it for you. Okay. Well, you're the feminist. You're welcome. I was just trying to wind you up, but I'm not, <laughs> It's fine. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that backlash. <laughs> not this week. I can I can do the jokes. It's okay. Those jokes. Yeah, I can do those jokes. Yeah. Well, I think, so when I was looking into this, and just because I've looked into it so much, not when I was, but because I have, I saw this common thread with things like werewolves and vampires specifically, and even zombies, like especially if you throw in zombies. Zombies are a stand-in for a lot of things. They are, but But All the different movies, they represent something different. Yeah, they do. But if you look at it as why do we create these monsters? Like what what are we personifying through these creatures? And I kept coming back to the loss of your attachment to humanity. Yeah. Like it just seems like that loss of control is in there as well, of course. But that it's more finely attuned to losing what makes you a real person. That does make Even sense. Even the demon possession stuff, it's taking you away from a human. Yeah, the demon possession thing is interesting because it is, I mean, it's literally just something taking away who you are. Yeah. I mean, to your physical body even. But I think about, especially with vampires, there's such a sexual element to it. Yeah, it is. So, you know, I feel like they all must represent some some part of yourself that you're afraid of losing control of. Yeah, right? okay, okay, yeah. Like, uh, you know, you get made into a vampire and all of a sudden you have a insatiable, you know, like sort lust. of lust. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. So what would be the driving feeling you were scared of with werewolves? Like a ravenous hunger? Or a need for destruction or murderous? Yeah, pro- probably that. Probably I, mean, the I would say that one is most directly related to what you were saying. The humanity? is just like... Being so afraid that you're going to lose control of yourself, yeah, that you aren't even that you're what not you qualified as a person anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but yeah. the lust thing, yeah, <clears throat> I see the lust thing with the vampires. We've sexualized them a lot over the years too. I mean, that's how they were even, made. Uh, Dracula was not very sexual if you look back at the original one. Oh yeah, I mean, I've read that book a lot of times actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, it got like, sexualized over the years more. 
but even his first like video portrayal, he was not a attractive individual. Well, it's not that he's supposed to be attractive. It's just like a seductress. Yeah, well, yeah. Sedu- he naturally has poor. to seduce people yeah. to get them, and like the being virgins, in. man. The virgins. They're in high demand. <laughs> I love that show. What we do in the shadows. Oh my god! Oh it's my great. God. The the documentary. Well, the the series, the mockumentary that yeah. they made first. When when they're like. We don't necessarily have to eat virgins, but think about it. If you're going to eat something, wouldn't you like it better if no one had fucked it? (laughs) (laughs) And I love that. I mean, people like veal a lot. What? Veal. Oh. Yeah. Are people fucking veal? No, they're not. That's the point. It's so young, it's never been fucked. I think that's more that it's just so young and they've... Well, I mean, I know, but I'm just go with it. It's about the texture of meat. Go with it. No, I'm just it's okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna go with it. I know you're not. I bet people are buying veal to fuck it though. They probably are. It's hell, real smooth. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, people are definitely putting a couple of pieces of veal together and fucking them. So what about the monsters that are like half human, half not? Like say like a minotaur. Those are those are different. The ones that are more like sentient. Yeah. That uh, like a centaur. I think about. That is that is odd, isn't it? They're not really monsters. They're not, but it. But I don't know. A minotaur know, though, definitely is. It, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but in some things, they are portrayed as monsters. Yeah. Hmm. That you know that one that one I puzzle on way harder. Yeah. The ones that aren't really classified as the things that are coming for you are much more difficult. Yeah. Like right. Unicorns. Unicorns. Yeah, what do unicorns represent? I don't, I, I don't know. What would it, like, represent? I don't know. I've got not one, but two pair of MeUndies with unicorns on them. That, you could be a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, they're fantastic, too. If you've never tried MeUndies, look, they don't sponsor us. You know, but they sponsor every fucking podcast ever. So Maybe they know, will us If you guys day. are listening... Yeah. Uh Meundies are fantastic. Dude, I'm I'm so about to get a subscription. I, I already have one. I know you do. You've you've talked about it so much like a fucking woman. I'm ready to get one. I'm wearing them right now. Jesus, I don't want to know what underwear you're wearing. <laughs> they have cassettes on them because it's recording day. Oh my god, you are a fucking nerd. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. These are Meundies sweatpants too. Game changer. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. They're, uh, honestly, their stuff is fantastic. I'm going to have to check them out. That's really worth it. Do they have any with monsters on them? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. So their what about are... the Sasquatch shit? What, Sasquatch? Yeah, Bigfoot. That, what that represents? Not as much what that represents, but just of as... Like, as just it... do I think it's real? Yeah. Uh, Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there is... Shit, uh, Joe Rogan treads over it all the time. Yeah. But there was that one, that one, like... Grimble video. No, no, Is no. Is that the one? The videos have all been disproven. Yeah, they have. Uh, No, they have evidence of some creature that was like what people describe Bigfoots as. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was like that, but it, it's a fossil or something. It's, it's okay. not even remotely new. Hmm. But with all the trail cams and stuff people have up now, 
you'd think you would have seen it. Something, or bodies. Yeah. You know, like, is there really just one, and is it immortal, and it's really good at avoiding cameras? It's a god. It's a god. There we it's go. It's a god. Straight, sliding right on into the myth. Yep. North American myth, we have Bigfoot, and he is the creator of the universe. You know what? Someone <laughs> probably believes that somewhere. Someone definitely believes that that's, somewhere. That's a religion. Someone went out into the woods and saw a bear walking around on his back legs when they had eaten a whole... A lot like, of mushrooms. A whole lot of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Someone was so tripping see real these hard. so And they're like, oh, I found God. <laughs> I could see, like, how in the good place where they're talking about who's ever figured out the... Like the key to the universe was that one. Stoner it was that guy. one stoner guy yeah. that did a whole bunch of drugs and just started like spitballing one day. Yeah, and he gave the closest. I could see a lot of the myths starting like that. Like, I mean, they used to have real damn good drugs, like real readily available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that show, Vikings, they're taking mushrooms a lot. A lot. The Vikings used to and smoke trip- opium. Yeah, they used to trip on uh, mushrooms while they were. Rating. Yeah, they call it the food of the gods. Yeah. He act, they actually gave it to them after battle, too. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it helped with their PTSD. I don't know, but the last thing I want to do with a gaping wound in my body is, is... trip balls. <laughs> yeah, really? Okay? <laughs> I, listen, if there were a hundred people trying to, trying to kill me and I have to kill them, I don't want to feel a greater sense of connection with them. Not everything. at all. That seems awful. Yeah, that seems quite terrifying. But, I mean, if you need to leave your body, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, you could just get killed, though. You could. (laughs) I mean, after battle, they didn't trip. Uh, Did they trip during battle? Yeah. What? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I was talking about they used it medicinally No, they were tripping while they were fighting. Whoa. That's dark, right? That's so bad. Whoa. How badass is that? How badass? How fucking crazy? No, how bad? <laughs> I'm such a badass warrior, I can trip balls and still kill your ass. That's badass. I just don't want to think about what that felt like. I know I have a hard time walking. Okay. <laughs> oh, do <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> All right. I, I don't see me tripping balls and proceeding into battle. Nope. I don't see you proceeding into battle. I mean, I don't either. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like you would get tired really fast. I would. I'd be like, dude, just kill me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you would I'm be like, with it. I've already been through enough. I'm, I'm totally good with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah. But I love, you know, the monsters from the stories are, they must... They have to represent something. Right. But I'm not seeing that very easily. Okay, why not? I'm just not. The so not not just like you well, know, like sea, like sea monsters. I'm thinking about like myth, like Norse myth, like the giants. Like Loch you know, Ness the, monster? The yeah, Loch Ness monster. That Cthulhu. Cthulhu. I mean we're we're driving in different directions. Okay. I'm talking about like old like mythology, what the monsters that were just like hybrids that were just regular, you know, they weren't necessarily good or bad. They just were mm-hmm. a lot like the giants. Okay. In Norse mythology, you know, there's giants all over the place. The world they made out of the body of a giant. Yeah. 
But the giants in the story are just like almost just regular ass people. But maybe, okay, so maybe we have to put them into different categories with some teaching us lessons Mm -hmm. and some, let's say, okay, you learn a lesson, you, um, it's an expression of some fear or, you know, some emotion with human existence or it's trying to explain the unexplainable. Like something like the sea monsters, I could see getting created to explain men never coming back. back yeah, that makes know? a lot of sense. Like that makes total yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, the same way that, you know, they didn't understand how, you know, the sun rose and they thought someone pulled it through the sky with a chariot. Right. You know? Yeah. It or makes like, sense that they would explain it in that way. It does. But I don't understand the specific purpose like we were talking about with vampires and werewolves. Like what that actually says to them. Like... A minotaur, maybe. That's the bullhead thing, right? Um, Yeah. That's Um, the thing in the labyrinth. Yeah. So a minotaur seems like a man that's become an animal, right? It is. He's lost his connection. Yeah. Yeah. So reverse it to a centaur. I mean, even the name is like sentient. Yeah, it is. You know? And they're they're looked at as very wise creatures. Yeah, very wise. Yeah. So maybe it's just they need something that... It's like, this isn't just a horse. It's a horse that's elevated itself so much out of being a horse that it's become a man, right? And the process of gaining that sentience has made it so wise that it can deliver exposition for the whole universe. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I pulled that one out of my ass, but I'm pretty proud of it. I really like it. Well done. (laughs) That was impressive. That was really impressive. That's that's something to chew on. Hang on. Like, hmm. Okay. So that's one that would be like teaching us a lesson. Like, if you evolve higher, you can become more than what you are. Yeah. I like that. And then let's think about Beowulf. Okay. Right? Grindel mm-hmm. is like a petulant child. Yeah. So that's like, this is what will happen to you if you don't grow up. Okay. Yeah. You know, I see that. And a lot of these, a lot of these hero stories are really more like coming of age stories. They are coming of age stories. Yeah. Even if you look at something like Arthur. Yeah. You know, that's a very coming of age story. And there's usually the pattern you'll see where the hero, whoever the hero is of the story, that they have, that they reject their whatever their calling is yeah like they have that existential crisis so we can connect with them more well there's that hero's journey thing too yeah um i've god i always forget the name of the author who wrote that book but it's like yeah even even in the old myths the the story of the hero is like they always start at a certain point Mm -hmm. uh they probably have some resistance resistance to rising to the occasion that they've got to rise to yeah and then almost inevitably they'll end up going to the underworld you know some sort of an underworld some sort of darker some sort of darker place mm-hmm. whether it's within themselves or literally going down and fighting devils on their own territory a lot of them do that yeah, yeah. and then coming back and that's that's a story about like self-growth it you is know? it's it's about how you have to overcome your own demons mm-hmm. and you have to go into your own underworld to pull yourself back up out of it yeah like by pulling yourself back from that underworld you come back 
the hero. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carol Peterson wrote um, Awakening the Hero Within and went through the archetypes and talked about the hero's journey and everything really well. And I'm not going to even try to put it into a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. It, it's just really... I, I miss... I, I wish we still had stories like that. Yeah. You know? And I, but I do think... We do. We, we just have we now. have them. Yeah, there's there's movies now, but I think the way that it's it was part of the culture back then. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, people have religion now, and I mean, even the Christianity stories that same hero's journey. Yeah, it is. Um, but if you look at our culture, like what what are the myths that we use to define our world now? Because there's got to be some. Hmm. I mean, the only ones I can really think of is things like holiday-driven, you know, like Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, stuff like that. Okay, so We've, let me let me frame it a different way. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll use an example of this thing. I'm not sure if I've ever brought it up here. So, say, <laughs> say we're on the cusp of World War III. <laughs> Just... As a, for instance, maybe. Like okay? a hypothetical, hypothetically, on the weirdest day Not it that it happen. might really be happening. Yeah, I see. Say that we're on the cusp of World <sighs> War Three, And let's just say a bunch of nukes get shot. Mm-hmm. Okay? And basically, civilization gets rocked back to the fucking Stone Age. Okay. Right? Um, I don't know how to make an iPhone. <laughs> I sure as fuck don't. Okay? Yeah. Almost all of our information is stored digitally. It is. Right? Yeah. I mean, there are papers and things like that, and some of those will certainly survive, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But imagine, in a thousand years, they just know there was this huge war that wiped everything out, and the records are very spotty because no one ever knew how to recover the original stuff. Whoa. Okay? Yeah. So, a library of Alexandria for the whole planet. Mm Mm-hmm. So... They come to America and start doing archaeological digs. And they're like, hmm, I found this People magazine. <laughs> okay? Ooh. Because they, they're coated with plastic. Those things are going to be pristine they're in a thousand be forever. years. Yeah. Um, and they're like, their gods appear to be these people they call the Kardashians. Oh, Jesus. Right? No. No. <laughs> and they seem mm. to believe that there was this great interconnected web that allowed everyone from around the world to be able to communicate with each other. Simultaneously. Simultaneously. Yeah. But Whoa. they don't know anything about the internet. Yeah. And now the history of America is that we worshipped people that we viewed as gods and their celebrities. Mm-hmm. And we believed that the whole world was interconnected by an invisible force. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what myths are we really living in what are we really living wow that's a lot it is right yeah that hit me one day (laughs) whoa when i was like oh shit that's crazy that is crazy and and i mean the way that the way that celebrities are revered in this culture is almost it is almost godlike yeah the way that i mean the way that people talk about even with movies right Mm -hmm. it's like the celebrities are in the movies so our God stories, our myths, 
are the movies. The characters. And yes, the gods walk among us, and once we see them, we get excited. Oh, they we even a, have that, they're token. just like us stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, guts, cringy. Yeah. Uh, so there was this, that wizard guy video. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, and I apologize. <clears throat> I think it was Winker. I think that was it. Okay, I don't remember his name at all. I don't, I think that might have been it. But, um... He said that the way that we look at the gods and goddesses myths are all wrong. That the people that created these did not... We look at through the Christianity lens where we believe our gods and our god was a person. You know, that they walked this actual planet. Right. They don't believe that their gods and goddesses in physical form always walk this planet. Like, there wasn't a time that they lived on Earth, died, came back, any of that kind of stuff. Right. It was, they were always this spiritual form that could take physical form. And that they created these gods and goddesses with flaws within them. And that's kind of what's overlooked more with the gods and myths that we have now yeah well i mean because christianity took over the world right it really uh, it, i mean it goes I mean, back they, to that we lost they, a lot yeah the, the way that these stories are told now aren't aren't the way that they were told they're then. not we lost a lot of cultural truths through the religion taking over the planet yeah it really did it's sad it, it is sad just because i i just really want to know i'm just curious about I, it like i want that that YouTuber I was talking about that is the archaeologist, he he talks about that same thing a lot mm-hmm. about how, you know, a lot of I mean this since Sabrina came out and everybody got into witchcraft, <sighs> like that yeah. pagan thing is blown up a lot. It has. So he was like, no, you can call yourself a pagan, but you're still thinking like a Christian. You are. And until you can completely remove all of that, mm-hmm. then you're still functionally just a Christian, just calling it out by different names. Oh. Yeah. You're just trying to be more complicated to add more gods into it. Yeah. No, I totally get that. And it's just more story and it's something new. Yeah. It's a fad right now. We went through this fad too back in the 90s. Yeah, back when witches were big again. Yeah. When like the mm, the craft. The craft That was came what out, it yeah. was. Yep. When the craft that came movie out, so nineties. <laughs> when you Man, told me, I love that you told movie. me to watch it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" God, I love that movie. That it's movie good. is the nineties. It is just encapsulated. Oh yeah, it is so good though. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's good, but I mean, people take those. I mean, think about how cool literature could be if we had actual accounts of it. Yeah, if it you wasn't, know? if it wasn't purposely like reworked whitewashed yeah yeah i mean that would have been amazing to be able to like actually know what these different cultures what their stories really were like i think approach it from a scientific and a historic perspective just to record it not to put yourself into it i really wonder how because it sounds like we're being hard on christianity again Right, <laughs> it always does, and we don't yeah. mean to. We don't. We don't mean to, but we we live in. There's a just really, a lot really, of flaws with yeah, it. Yeah, we live in a really Christian area. We do the the really fundamental religious people that we get annoyed with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Pepper pepper our tones sometimes. They do. We, like, but I really think 
a lot like that same thing of you people are saying that you're pagans, but you're really just practicing Christianity with different gods. Right. I think the people who wrote the stories probably didn't, some of them definitely would have, but a lot of them probably didn't really do it all that maliciously. They right? probably did. They just didn't understand the way that these other people thought. Right. I mean, it's hard to grasp if you can't wrap your mind outside of, if you haven't ever, you know, seen a color, it's hard to imagine what it is. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. It makes it difficult. If you're going to something that is completely foreign to you, of course, you have nothing to judge it against. Yeah. That Arth Herger guy, he he talks about how the old religions sort of, they weren't about death the way that religion is now. Yeah. Right? Pretty much all the religions that are mainstream right now are about death. They're, they're what he calls life-denying religions. Okay. It's about what you do so that when you die, something terrible doesn't happen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right? But mm-hmm. the old religions were like life... If these are life-denying religions, then that those are life-embracing religions. Like life-affirming. Life-affirming, I think, yeah. is exactly what he said. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> and it does... It seems to be... Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the ways that, you know, the myths played out, they're much more to do with living your life a certain way like that whole valhalla thing it gets it gets twisted up you know because people are like yeah it's like Mm -hmm. going to heaven but no it's it's about changing the way that you feel running into battle yeah it's like yes i'm gonna die a glorious death and i'm happy about it Mm -hmm. because it happened so often yeah it was happening all the time right it was created to explain the unknown yeah so I think I really I really would like to see a shift more toward that again because I feel like everyone is just coasting coasting through their life just kind of I mean you you even see it in like the the meme culture now like the the suicide memes are everywhere they're everywhere like, no one wants to be alive anymore no they don't I mean no one really wants to be dead I mean some people do and if yeah. you feel that way uh you should contact a suicide hotline yeah they should you really really should mm-hmm. we should we'll, they're po- getting we'll a, put a number um, we'll put the number on they're the actually notes. getting a uh like a three a four digit yeah number. i think you can text yeah yeah i heard about that yeah i mean i think that's fantastic it is but we should we should link to that since we i will it. i've got a picture i'll share on the facebook page too that has the and we'll share it on the other social media platforms but that has all of the texting lines like veteran hotline, suicide, um, sexual abuse, all of that. So I'll link that. Yeah. So, you know what? The zombies, this kind of, t- it ties perfectly to zombies. The death? Yeah. Yeah. Like the living dead. Mm-hmm. People are walking around feeling like the living dead right now. They are. There's no wonder there was a zombie resurgence a few years ago. That's very true. And we feel like the life is being sucked out of us. No wonder we have vampires. Yeah, yeah. There's a rise in feminist culture, so no wonder that the, I mean, the epitome of a strong woman in literature, you get coined as the witch. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how they did it. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's explicitly how they went after those women, too. It is. It's just like, if you're a woman who can be relatively independent and you're like a healer, mm-hmm. definitely a witch. You're a witch. Yeah, yep. for sure. Especially if you don't live in town. Especially. 
or if you don't have children and aren't married to right Ooh, yeah which somebody doesn't own you yep which yeah yep. no good <laughs> the witch thing do witches count as monsters they do yeah okay. i would think they would myth and monster yeah myth and monster mm-hmm. which is a weird because they they sort of exist like in the myth but like they're often the scapegoat yeah yeah that's what it is it's the that one would be one where it's like you don't get a lot of female monsters no that? hmm uh, yeah actually <laughs> never mind yeah you do yeah no, yeah you, you do. don't yeah you do who okay a succubus uh, medusa okay medusa i'll give medusa? you medusa think about all these possession shows it's always a girl that she gets possessed though yeah but I actually wrote a paper about that. I, I wanted to. I've I've had this thought for a long time about how I feel like a lot of a lot of more common horror movies are about like women. The women are the scary part. Mm-hmm. And I really wonder if it's a thing saying like conditioning people to be afraid of women. Oh. Or like saying, yeah, you should be afraid of them. This is why we need to control them. Like, okay, you know what I think. What. So what my I based my paper on was that it's saying that a woman is not powerful unless a man is inside of her. Hmm. Yep. Maybe. Unless it's even a the way energy. that even the way that the uh, like the witchcraft stuff, mm-hmm. like even like Sabrina, it's no you don't you you have don't to generate your power. The you have to Lord. submit to the devil. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's. That's the most like backhanded feminism you could possibly. That's yeah, toxic really. Th- there's a feminism. lot of problems with the way that things like that are getting trotted out. It right really now. is. It's like everyone's looking to score a point because we hit this feminist's, you know, bell. Yeah. But like the way that they're doing it is so it's so short sighted. It is that like your arguments are going to collapse on each other really, really soon, mm-hmm. and it's going to cause. I mean, it's already causing backlash, it's but caused, it's going to set we've you back gone so far back. I mean, it's ridiculous. It really is. Let's not get on a feminist soapbox. I'm happy to listen to one. (laughs) I do have a problem that you don't see this. So, okay, we'll take Medusa. Okay, we just went through the witch. That she's only powerful if she's... I mean, she's insane. It's not her power. It's her getting it from somewhere. Right? You know what? I'm. I don't mean to cut you off, no. but I just started thinking about the Grudge, right? Okay. So, like, the main protagonist in the Grudge is a vengeful female spirit. Yeah. Right. That's the so only that's, way women are portrayed. They're either. I think the whole thing that I wrote out in that paper that women have three options within literature. Mm-hmm. You can be the temptress, like the seductress, the love interest, whatever. Yeah. The damsel in distress. Or, like, the evil. Like, those are your two, yeah, three choices. Yeah, the source of the evil. The evil. Yeah. Those are your three choices. That's how, you know, I, I haven't really thought about The Grudge like this before. They just re-released it, and it's getting shit reviews. I People, haven't watched it. I don't want to watch that. No. that. That's one of the only movies, the Japanese version of it, scared mm-hmm. the fuck out yeah, of me. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. That shit scared me. I do not. You told me about it and yeah. showed me, like, a picture, and I was like, no. Yeah. Uh, it's no. it's really frightening. No. It's yeah, this this new one. I was really hopeful because I, like I want to get scared again. Yeah, you know I really want to get scared again, 
not it's because we're so desensitized though. Yeah, but the, uh, you know they they made this movie. Apparently, the movie's shite. You know. Yeah. And I'm sh- I'm definitely gonna see it, but I'm just disappointed that such a potent concept, like something that Felt can be so, so scary, can fail so yeah so spectacularly. Yeah. But really. Now that I'm thinking about it, that movie is about women not being able to let go of their emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And how often are we seeing that? A lot. Yeah. Lyme Warrior is a team of sick people and advocates fighting for better treatment, testing, and understanding of Lyme disease. We're working towards funding medical research, raising awareness, and improved quality of life for impoverished Lyme warriors. As a 501c3 nonprofit organization, we would love to have others join us in this movement. Find us at www.limewarrior.us and across all social media platforms as Lime Warrior US. Oh, so before we go on, we should we should mention, I'm sure that a lot of people know we're the official podcast of Lime Warrior. Right. Yeah. So we want to go ahead and include this quick message about what Lime Warrior is and what they do. Does that work? Yep. Okay. So the white lady. (laughs) The white lady. The white lady. Yeah. So it's the um, Mexican-Spanish folklore that this woman lost her mind and drowned her children and then drowned herself. And she goes and, like, steals babies. Of course she steals babies. Um, moaning, welling, all of that, appearing in ghostly form. Yeah, she, she just, like, you'll just be on, like, a quiet street and start hearing this shrieking, right? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I saw a video of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, was that freaky. Oh, you want to know it's worse? What? A little personal story. My grandmother makes that sound in her sleep. That's the sound she makes? Yes. Oh, that is that is horrendous. It is the scariest fucking thing you have ever heard, okay? Because you're already at your grandma's house, so right. everything's extra creepy. It all smells old and like, you know, ghosts and Okay, keep going. Stuff. And <laughs> it smells old and ghost stuff. Yeah, it just, it's <clears throat> weird, right? You get the spooky energy in a way, especially when there's old mirrors. Oh, those old, old mirrors, mirrors are the fucking worst. Yeah. Look, mm. I don't like regular mirrors. I don't either. Since, since I was a kid, I've had this thing about mirrors creeping me out, especially if it's dark. Yeah. Right? In my bedroom, I have a bathroom right off the bedroom, mm-hmm. and I always at least pull the door to enough that I can't see that mirror. Yeah, you're not supposed to look at a mirror when you sleep. That's really bad luck. It's bad luck? Really bad luck. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Really bad luck. Tell me about that. So this myth right here. It's where <laughs> they they say something like, okay, kind of if you're having a... Think of it almost like a out-of-body experience when you're sleeping. That your spirit your subconscious may not return to your body and mirrors are also looked at as portals so you're facing it directly to your body at your most vulnerable time hmm so So all these people who just have mirrors on their dressers they're idiots (laughs) (laughs) or on their ceiling (laughs) on their ceiling fun being possessed yeah yeah enjoy your demon (laughs) 
yeah. okay, they creep me out, but <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I mean, it seems a little. You that's know. why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's they, what they say. You know, they they made a movie back in the two thousands called Mirrors. It was a horror movie about mirrors. Really, and I don't remember that. I mean, I don't think it did well. That's probably why I don't remember. I them. still didn't watch it just for that reason. Yeah. Hmm. Which me having just talked about how I want to get scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, the it is psychological what it is. ones are the ones that get me. Yeah. Yeah. The the like where they do the mind fuck on you. Those are the ones where because I can get in my own head pretty damn well. The possession ones used to get me. I didn't. I don't. I still don't like those. Really? Yeah. I do not like. If I can kill it, I'm okay. If I can't, I'm not okay. Like, if it's a serial killer, a monster of some kind, something like that. If it's a ghost, a spirit that I can do nothing to, I'm not okay. Not yeah. at all. Mm-mm. There's that. So, you know, I've been reading that that book of, like, old occult horror. Yeah. And there was that story about that Aleister Crowley wrote where <clears throat> basically every illness... There's only one example of it, but the conclusion is reached in the story that every illness is just a type of demon. So, I mean, like, there's every... religions that think that. <laughs> yeah, there really are. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even arguing with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, but mm-hmm. the specificity he gets with it. So, like, say Lyme disease is just like some certain kind of demon that really likes citrus, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it kind of feels like a demon. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel so, possessed at times. Yeah, that's part of the reason uh, I love the Lime Warrior thing. Yeah. Is it's like, no, I'm fighting this demon. I am. Right? Yeah. And that's literally what's happening in the story is like as you get sicker, it's just that you're losing the fight to the demon. Now, of course, that's, that's kind of how we phrase it. Like even with our, because I, I mean, I know it's a defense mechanism, but it's something that's helped me the most to separate me from my disease that it's a separate entity that i'm having to wage war with yeah and i mean that's how you deal with it i mean if it works it works yeah i'm, I'm happy with that i mean i'm, I'm happy you i'm happy feeling... for anyone to find a, a state of mind that can help them get through that it goes back to like creating the monster to deal with the fear of losing my humanity really yeah it all ties back yeah i mean like in a very unplanned way that i had that the times that i wasn't in control of myself i had to disassociate with part of myself in order to wage war to get back to myself wow that's a (laughs) k-hole Ooh. I can see that though because I mean there there have been times where you were almost dissociative. Yeah. I mean, really when I would come to visit you and you would just be like kind of a shell. Yeah, I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. I still have problems with it every once in a while now. Well, I'll I'll find myself like, "Whoa, I was not there for a minute." Like and I'm okay, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's a really weird feeling. And it makes sense to make it into some kind of monster, you know? Yeah, it does. I mean, especially when so many illnesses are from literal different beings being inside you. Right. I mean, Lyme's a parasite. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look at viruses. They're kind of like kind of like ghosts. They are. You can't yeah. kill them. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, it's, it's rough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what's your favorite monster story? My favorite monster yeah. story? 
Like classic? Yeah, like classic. Oh, definitely Dracula. Really? Yeah. Mine's Frankenstein. I like Frankenstein. Fuck, I love Frankenstein. I mean, Frankenstein's cool. I will watch every variation of that movie ever done forever, and I will read every book ever redone of it. I eat that story up. I love it. It's just because of Mary Shelley. It's not, I mean, like, it's (laughs) not I know how you are. It's just because it's... Such a feminist icon. No, it's really not even that. Like, I was into it before I even got into the feminist mindset with things like that. Before I, you know, before that became a reason to kind of dig into something more because it was written by a woman, you know? Right. Like, I just liked, I liked the story. I liked the idea. I liked the concept behind it. I mean, I you love know, Dracula, too. Don't get me wrong. I love a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I love a vampire. But I was thinking, you know, while we're while we're sort of on this, this feminist thing, so that Aleister Crowley book, mm-hmm. that one, he writes not from the perspective of the man who's dying from the disease, but from the perspective of his wife. Oh. Yeah. And that's really weird to me. And he did it beautifully. Mm-hmm. I, I might add, like he he wrote from the perspective of this woman, in a a nice way. Yeah, you know it. What it he made her intelligent. You know, she was like a chemist. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was she was smart. She wasn't you know being overtaken by fits of hysteria. And, yeah, yeah. You know mm-hmm. all the terrible shit you might imagine Crowley <laughs> thinking. Yeah, because he wasn't exactly a good guy. But, um. I, I'm interested because there's a part of me living in the culture w- that we live in right now with all the appropriation, you know, people are always up on a thing about it. And I'm like, in one way, yeah, I mean, it's weird for you to be writing from the perspective of a woman. It is. It's weird. And it seemed, I'm, I'm positive you'll read that story one day and you'll come back at me saying, you thought this was good, this sexist son I'm of a I'm really bitch. wanting right? to go read it now. <laughs> I really... Yeah, I almost expect that to happen. Yeah, you should. But, you know, write, for, for someone who writes, maybe putting your, trying to shift your perspective to that degree mm-hmm. could be a good thing. It could. Yeah. If you're someone that's not a narcissist and able to take lessons from what minds you're trying to project yourself into. Yeah. Well, that's a big problem. <laughs> he probably imagined this woman as this perfect woman and thought that no other woman lived up to it. I could definitely see that. That seems on brand for him. Maybe. Yeah. That seems very sex robot to me. Sex robot? Yeah. Yeah. It does. So that's going to get weird soon. That's d- weird soon? It's weird now, but it's. I think it's going to get real weird. It's going to get, oh, that's so creepy to me. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I really don't. I just I mean, don't, I don't like the fact that we live in a, a culture that's like giving people more ways to avoid other people. And more ways to be lazy. Yeah. Our society does not need more reasons to become more obese. No, no. <laughs> that's enough of a problem as I mean, it is. a lot of the motivating factor for people to stay in shape is because they have to get a real human to fuck them. Yeah, it is. So, people are about to get real fat. Well, with this big incel thing that's happening, like, oh, they find God. a community of people who can't get laid. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And and look, I, I feel bad for people like that on one level, but it's also like once they've made this community, they become like these entitled cunts. They become who un- are just like unfuckable. Somebody should fuck me. Yeah, and it's like maybe you should work on yourself. Maybe you should be yeah. fuckable. And creating like an ultra realistic, you know, fuck robot. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen? Is I mean, it's gonna be close enough. It'll never be as good as the real thing. Well, no. But it'll be close enough mm-hmm. that people like that are just gonna be even more lost. Yeah, they are. And it's that's doing really, a great really disservice. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, we thought we were gonna have flying cars and shit like that by now, <clears throat> and we're we're just now nailing the sex robots. Yeah. And. <laughs> Not well. They look creepy, man. They do look creepy. I'm I'm almost mad at us for talking about this because it's been so tread over. Yeah, but I mean, it kind of that's our new monster. That is a if new monster. You wanna, it kind of is. If you want to go down that route, that's the new monster. Maybe that'll be the mythological creature that takes our our civilization out in the books. You know to what? Come. Actually. Yeah, with artificial intelligence. Yeah, like iRobot style. Here we, there's our there's our myth right there. Yeah. We're living in a myth right now where we're we know we're guiding ourselves toward like our very own like Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Where we're making making the thing just like the gods did in the story, like they created the problem. Right. And we're making a thing that we know will destroy us. That we know it will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that's like, inevitably, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go wrong. It's like- If why, you make a generalized artificial intelligence- mm-hmm. Like uh, making the nuclear bombs. I'm not anti-progress or anything, but- yeah. I mean, making the nuclear- Like, that's really always going to be in the right hands? No! Yeah. The world is worse off for having nuclear they bombs. They are, as a whole. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Won't get me arguing that. Mm-mm. Shit. No, like, nuclear- being able to understand nuclear energy and stuff, I don't know. They what don't came. understand it though. They understand it. They understand. They understand it enough for it to be even more dangerous. Yeah, that's how much they understand it. Yeah, the whole nuclear energy thing is really, really strange to me because it is supposedly it's greener. Supposedly, but it's until it's you one get of those something like Chernobyl, inevitably something's gonna melt down exactly and be a huge fucking problem. Yeah, you got Chernobyl. I mean, that no, that's how you get real monsters and real mutants. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, well, thank it is you. interesting. I, I really feel like we've accidentally stumbled on what, what the monsters of our time are the chemical companies. I'm gonna really have to not make a comment on that. Yeah, I know you, but, oh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But the real monsters of our time are... Industry. Yeah. Can we say that? Industry? Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Industry that is so focused on the short term. Capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Making that money, the planet be damned. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. We are the monsters. You know, that's 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 an even better Ragnarok. Yeah, it is. A We're going to destroy we, ourselves. Problem that we create ourselves. And we destroy it. Through carelessness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, damn. Yeah. These are the myths that we live in. It is. And they're not myths. I don't want <laughs> I mean. Shit got too real. But the, the, way that, the way that we talk about it, it feels like that kind of a myth. It does. You know? Mm-hmm. 
and it's and it's a story especially with climate change like most people have to be really really like scientifically literate to to understand the real mechanisms of what's going on yeah and when you try to explain it to someone who's not and i'm not even beginning to say i'm as educated as educated <laughs> i love that you stumbled <laughs> over educated uh, i'm sorry I'm not, yeah i don't want to pretend i'm even remotely as educated on it as i should right. be yeah but like just having taken as much science as i did of course we brushed on it plenty yeah right but when i try to explain it to people i know who don't believe in it, they're just like, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> just no. Yeah. Just no. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. And to them, it's, it's especially because you see it a lot in really religious people. Mm-hmm. They don't, you might as well be telling yeah. them you saw Bigfoot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're just telling them the myth that you believe. Yeah. That's how they look at it now, that, yeah. that, that it is a myth. That it's the new monster. It's the new scare tactic but i mean some of those were real very good evidence (laughs) some of those were based on real things and there's a there's a reason all of these old stories have these end of the world scenarios yeah i mean it's because there will be an inevitable end there's always an end that goes back to like us denying there's death there's always an end if there's a beginning there's an end yes period even gods died in the myths. Kind I mean, of a they, lot. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of a lot. Kind of a whole lot. So, I mean, it just happens. Like, way to go. I don't know what that was. I don't either. You're fine. It sounded like sunglasses. Probably. Yeah. In the pitch dark with the full moon. <laughs> Sorry, I was thirsty. No, we're good. We're almost done, dude. Really? This is yeah. going fast. Yeah, I mean, like, run out time for a few more minutes and then wrap it up. Yeah, all right. So, guys, uh, I'm going to stall now. (laughs) (laughs) Really, no, I feel like we could probably sit here and talk about this for hours We could, because it's something that we... We're real nerds about it. Yeah, I mean, being geeks, okay, like, between superheroes, those those could be even considered the new gods and monsters. Listen, those... It... It's real weird for me seeing, like, Thor as a superhero. Yeah. Like, with with the interest I've taken in Norse mythology. Because he was a lately, god. Because it's like, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Imagine for one second the outrage people would have if they made, like, a Jesus superhero. No. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. No. And there are people... Like South Park style? Yeah, like South Park style. Yeah. But South Park is obviously comedy. Right. But if they really did, think think we have like a Moses, Muhammad, Jesus team. Video game? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. People would be mad, mad. The Muhammad one would never happen. No, that would never happen. No. I don't think the Jesus would either. Uh... I don't know. I could even see if it was portrayed like in a certain fashion. I could see Christians getting on board with that. A Jesus video Maybe. game? I, I think still too many of them would think it was disrespectful. I think I agree with you, but I could see that maybe flying actually. The backlash of it would be too much. Yeah, no one would want to take on that beast. Yeah. No. But yeah, I mean, I mean there's there some where still you play like as the, the god mythology. of death. What? You, there's somewhere you play as the god of death. I mean, 
you know, there's those God of War video games where you literally go through killing the gods. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's 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 really weird to me because, I mean, there are still people who believe in that stuff. It is. But I mean, nobody... It's, they're a very small number, but still. I mean... Ooh, I'm not going to say that. Okay. If you're not part of the the group that's in control, your opinions don't matter. Yeah, that's definitely true. Your views true. don't matter. It's definitely true. Your beliefs are demeaned and diminished and shat upon. You know what? Mockery, I, even. I wonder now. Now that we've kind of put a, a, a like a a more direct like pin on what the the monsters mm-hmm. are for us. Yeah. I mean, they definitely all go back to like the people on top creating the problems that are the monsters that we're dealing with. Yeah. Right. For sure. Sometime, sometime relatively soon, there's going to be a new monster mm-hmm. that depicts that, that type of feeling. Yeah. And I, I'm ready for that shit. Honestly, we need something new. We do need something new. It's all getting pretty stale. <laughs> stale, but in like a weird, like, Man, guys, can you not come up with anything better? Nothing. Can we really not come up with anything anymore? Seriously. There's nothing happening that's new. Right. So let's end the show. All right. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time, guys. You've been sitting here uh, practicing for a TED Talk for what seems like 10 minutes. It's already awkward. Yeah, I know. I'm kind (laughs) of liking it. I think... We've just about reached our time. I think we have. So, all right, everybody, go out there, get the information you need. (laughs) We We have no information on said family. (laughs) We have no information on anything. We know nothing. (laughs) Uh, We look forward to talking to you next time. See you next time, guys.